Trisden here with the Extreme Common Sense Podcast, thanking our friends at Berea Pond. We could not do the podcast without the generous support from Aaron and Robin at Berea Pond. And also, my house wouldn't have nearly as much cool stuff without all the items at Berea Pond. So when you're ready for your next furniture, gun, ammo, pallet, they have so much cool stuff, you're not ever going to regret going to Berea Pond. That's Berea Pond at 107 Clay Drive in the old IGA building across from near New Auto Center. Don't miss out. If you're from the area, you got to get into Berea Pond. We are Trisden and Ray. Having lived and spent time on the coasts and in rural Appalachia, we feel like we have a unique perspective on most topics. Working to find the common sense middle in a country becoming more and more polarized. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. What's up, Ray? Trisden. What's this, August 3rd? August 3rd, might as well be. What will we ever find to talk about today? <laughs> ever. Yeah, not hard to make a little list of potential topics last night. As we, uh, literally as we're recording this, not by the time you hear it. But literally, as we're recording this, I believe Trump's plane is in flight or has just landed at uh, Dulles Airport or Reagan Airport, and he faces his indictment. But who gives a shit about that? Yeah. Not important. MAGA doesn't. Half the country certainly does no. not. No. You know, I like to, uh, to do a little uh, pregame on Fox News before I come out, and it is just, it's two different worlds, man. It's just bizarre from... What I, and again, I feel like we're pretty, you know, we lean left and we openly admit that, but we're not so far left that we're closing off the other side. Like, and it is just amazing. Like the other side is like, it's complete bullshit. It's a different set of laws. Two-tier you justice know, system. Two-tier justice system here constantly. The media is completely against us as they're the media. The biggest media company in the world telling you how the media is biased on the other side. Right. I mean, it's just... You know, and, and not to say there's not some biased news on both sides. Certainly there is. But, man, the stuff coming out of the right, like, it is just Trump might as well have jaywalked, and they're trying to, to commit to a life sentence yeah. for jaywalking. So what they struggle with is, in my opinion, which is all this show is, is our opinions, um, and, and we invite you for yours. So come up and talk to us. Call us um, or Facebook us or text us or however you can get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from or you. Send us a TikTok. Uh, yeah, but uh, so there's two things going on. One is Joe is a criminal. Yeah, our, our, my, our guy might be bad, but your guy is worse. So everything is about Joe and Hunter. The other thing that they're doing, Trizen, now it's become a First Amendment issue that you're free to lie under the First Amendment, which is absolutely true. You can, you can willfully lie under the First Amendment. You can stand in front of 100,000 people at a rally and tell them that you were cheated out of an election. You can tell fellow politicians that. You can tell fellow businessmen that. You can tell me and you that. You have every right to do that in America. It doesn't make it a good thing to do, but you have the right to do it. It may even be a dangerous thing to do in the case of a president, but you have the right to do it. What you don't have the right to do is to come up with fake electors and to call secretaries of states and ask them to find you votes. That is illegal. Yes, you've nailed it. it it's the, the I mean, it's pretty simple. The actions on top of what you're doing and the reaction from people who like Trump and wanted to help him win and went out and did shady things, the Rudy Giuliani's and the countless other folks. So, yes, to your point, 100%, but also... And maybe this is the whole liberal anti-free speech in my soul, and I hope it's not. 
But it also is that you can't stand up in a crowded theater and scream fire. Where is the limit as an ex-president to run around and, and get people fired up for a, a fucking lie? Uh, there is none, but you can't be prosecuted for that. He's, he's got a First Amendment right there, 100%, but that's not what Jack Smith brought. And Jack Smith, I did read the indictment. I don't know if you have or not. I, I want to. I, I have not yet. And when I say read it, I'm not going to tell you I read every word. It's a lot of legalese, but I looked through the... Well, MSNBC actually had a scan. Scan. I had a barcode. If you hit the barcode, it brought up the, the 45 pages. So I scrolled through them, read a, and a couple of the passages. In fact, I think I've... If you give me 30 seconds, I think I can find one that was actually... Um, caught my eye talk amongst yourselves for a minute <laughs> but but smith jack smith being the prosecutor the, the special counsel um oh hell tristan i don't have my glasses uh, you can throw it to me i'll read it for you well he talks about what i just said which is again i i didn't say it i stole it from mr smith who's a hell of a lot smarter than me that you are certainly free to talk about all those things under a first amendment but this isn't what we're prosecuting on what we're prosecuting on is all right see if i can read it without my glasses the defendant had a right like every american now this is in the indictment the defendant had a right like every american to speak publicly about the election and even to claim falsely my his word not mine that there had been outcome determinative fraud during the election and that he'd won he was also entitled to formally challenge the results of the election through lawful and appropriate means, such as by seeking recounts or audits of the popular vote in states or filing lawsuits challenging ballots and procedures. Indeed, in many cases, the defendant did pursue these methods, uh, uh, methods of contesting the election results. His efforts to change the outcome in any state through recounts, audits, or legal challenges were uniformly unsuccessful. So Smith is admitting that, yes, he has every right to do that. But what you can't do um, is, so the indictment acknowledges that Mr. Trump had a First Amendment right to lie about the election and to file lawsuits challenging its results. It seeks to draw a clear line between those kinds of lawful efforts and the unlawful means of discounting legitimate voters and subverting the election results. And that is the focus of our criminal case. And that is just so well said and legally accurate, right? Like so, what, yeah. what so is the argument Fox against deals that? with is the first part of it, not the second part of it. Right. <laughs> and again, to, to buy into that and to be again, a, a little lefty, like, just because you can't go to jail, I guess, for blatantly and knowingly lying to millions of people, you should be held accountable on some way for that. Like, well, I don't know how you do well, it. The way you're held accountable is at the ballot box. And this guy is leading four to one, <laughs> four to one against the next closest Republican candidate running against him for president. I mean, look, it's a party that's got some trouble is let me ask you this question. Is the Democratic Party the party of Joe Biden? No. No. Is the Republican Party the party of Donald Trump? 100%. There's your difference. Yeah. If Joe Biden goes out tomorrow, the party is fine because they have some policies and they have some platforms. That unfortunate party now, and it is an unfortunate party because it was a great party. I said last week, two uncles who I held near and dear, as, as many in your family, I'm sure. Sure. You know, didn't always agree, but knew that they were coming from an honest place. That's not the case with Donald Trump. And so then by association, you have to uh, include his followers. They're not coming from an honest place. But 
Is it ignorance though? Like, do they really not know or they're just so bought in? Because listen, if you're staying in that Fox News bubble, you believe what Trump's saying. Yeah. You believe that it's all bullshit right. and it's all fake. So I don't necessarily think his followers are dishonest or disingenuous. They're just not reading the indictment and following from you know both sides and trying to form an opinion. They want the opinion that they're getting from Newsmax and Fox News. So it just becomes easy to parrot what you hear. And believe me, no matter what happens, they've got you know a reason why the the libtards are wrong, right? Sure. So unfortunately, well, it's a, you know, it's it's a, it's an ongoing persecution of Donald Trump. You know, from the day he came down the escalator, you know, people wanted to see him. My my sister, who who now my brother's back in, Tommy's back in on the thread. So <laughs> welcome, I'll, welcome back to that thread, Tommy. And I'll open that thread up, Tristan. And no bullshit, they'll be fifty five messages because he has these entire conversations with her. I really don't. I yeah. I throw in some snide remark and then I go back out. Occasionally, I'll say something maybe a little bit deeper. But you know, they're having these endless conversations and her whole thing is uh you know buzzy you fr from the get-go you know you couldn't stand donald trump and that and that was everybody in your party well my feelings on donald trump were irrelevant yeah i thought he was uh, I, I didn't think he was a, a like i've said to you a hundred times into her you and me and a and a third person in trump uh, uh round out a foursome or he has us round out a foursome at his golf club i bet we have a great day because you can joke with him. He's a guy. He doesn't drink. But, you know, he probably wouldn't be offended by you. Also, by the way, I think he's got a five-foot perimeter around the cup. And he says it's good. He's yeah. the president. If, if putt's good, because I can miss many five-foot putts. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Let's move on. So he does it for himself, but he extends the courtesy to you. Fair enough. I could probably golf 88 if I did that all the time. But... um so, so I've always said that, but I had read books on Donald Trump. I grew up in the New York area. I knew who Donald Trump was. Never watched one episode of The Apprentice because I'm just not a big reality TV guy. But yeah, I thought Donald Trump was a demagogue, a liar, a charlatan, full of shit. When he came down that escalator in 2015, didn't think he'd be particularly good for the country, Tristan. And as I say to her... You know, I wish I was 100% wrong in that, but unfortunately for the country, I was 100% right. But it really is not about me. It's now about Trump. So the MAGA people can put their head in the sand, put their fingers in their ears, Tristan. But the fact is, this is a serious indictment. This is not Alvin Bragg in New York. I said on this show, I didn't think that indictment should have been brought because it allows people to say piling on. This is a serious man. Jack Smith with a serious indictment and just saying first amendment, right. And you guys treat me mean is not going to get him out of this. No. And that's basically right now their defense. And he's got some shitty attorneys. You know, a lot of people have begged off on Trump because he's so difficult. And he rarely needs, pays. He, and rarely pays. He needs to get now. Well, I guess now, you know, cause he's always been a grifter. So, Tony Perkins, let's say he's a, a Trump guy. He sends money to that pack. It doesn't go to getting him reelected. It goes to paying his legal bills. Right. If you're a supporter, Donald Trump is still reaching into your pocket and taking money. He's, he's racked up $40 million in legal fees, hasn't reached into his pocket for the first nickel. He's taking it out of donations from people like Aaron and Tony. Not them specifically, but like-minded. Right. That's a fucking travesty. It's pretty pretty messed up. And, and then let me also throw this on you. And first of all, when Trump was running, I think a lot of Republicans saw him as the reality TV star, real estate, New York guy too. Again, one of my farthest right-wing friends said he's a clown. Like, he this guy's clown. not going to get elected. Now, certainly a couple Supreme Court justices in, he's all in. But this is what I'll say for guys like me and you. We're, we're, we probably tend to vote left nationally. Again, I always give us credit that I feel like we are more open to, you know, moderates in the middle of the road. I don't think there was a situation where Donald Trump could have came in 
replaced Obamacare with Trump care that was really good, benefited our families. And we hey, just said, oh, that's awful. He, he starts getting our vote at that. Like, we're home, man, that's nice. He comes up with a great middle-class tax plan that helps me and you save a couple grand a year. Hey, man, that's pretty nice. Didn't do that. Like, his tax plan cost me some money. Again, it's one thing. But if he came in, if he had been a president for, for us and did a lot of the things that he said, that would have been pretty nice. Man, look, I'm, I'm not throwing shoes at the guy. If he's helping my life, I would try to be fair with him. Like, I, sure. I, I went into him open-minded. He wasn't my guy, but I was open-minded, just like I would really for any president that comes in. And I and I, I feel like... Well, you were more open-minded than me. I didn't like Trump. I made that clear. And I also... The, my caveat to that was it's not a reflection on the Republican Party. That was in 2015-16. Unfortunately, it is now. I always had I always had respect for conservatism. Always had respect for conservatives because they're common sense people. Our show's extreme common sense. A lot of my own life is conservatism. There's nothing conservative about Trump. I didn't like what he was about. Plus... You know, I knew the Donald Trump of 2000, Trison, who flirted with a run on the Ross Perot's Reform Party when he was a liberal New York businessman who was pro-abortion, um, pro-homosexuality, and anti-gun. Yeah. And by 2016, that was completely 360 degrees, you know, different. That's not really a person of principle. Right. <laughs> well, I think, too, the thing that people miss with Trump, it, it's... It's very disingenuous, and he's been lucky in that he's played by a completely separate set of rules his entire life. Every other American that's ever his ran for president, his entire life, you got to right. marvel at him. Yeah, God so, damn. So when he did something that was positive, it's like it's all me, only me. I'm the only one sure. who could it. It was negative. Sure. Well, I'm not a politician. You can't expect me to know, you know, how quick I can fix healthcare or whatever. So like he kind of had the best of both worlds, right? He got to say whatever he wanted, unfiltered, unlike a politician, but not be held accountable. I'm not a politician, right. so. Yeah, it was uh, just a, a weird set of circumstances to bring him in the zeitgeist. So my neighbor Richard, One Bible Richard, who we've had dinner at a, a couple of times. In fact, Saturday night we had dinner. I'll tell you a quick little aside. Don Foray is uh, invited to the dinner table. Don is a Jersey guy who, uh, when asked the other night at dinner, Don is uh, the 83-year-old uh, widow, widower of Donna who passed away from COVID. Oh, yeah. You know, the longtime employee. Mm -hmm. And Richard works at McCready Manor. Don now lives there. So Don said, so Richard said to Don, so how did you wind up? They're both from Jersey. Uh, Don actually was originally from Pennsylvania, spent most of her life in Jersey. Don born and bred in Jersey. And Don, very conservative man, uh, Trump supporter, I'm so sure, said, I got sick of two things in New Jersey, the politics and the taxes. And he sold both a business and a home in 1998, a business in a town called Glenridge, which is high end, Glen Rock, Bergen County, a lot of money. He had basically the five and 10 store. You remember them? Five, ben yeah, Franklin. Five and Dime. Yeah, five and dime just yeah. before. Now they're, they're pretty much gone. They're, they're lost to history via Walmart and such. Walmart, sure. when they talked about running out the local merchants, those were the first casualties. Those stores don't exist anymore because yeah. you go to Walmart. But Don beat that curve, 98. He sold, and, and I said that to him. I said, well, you may hate the politics and you may hate the taxes, but you made a lot of damn money selling your business and your house in 1998 <laughs> in Jersey and bringing it down to Kentucky. They bought 35 acres out on the edge of Madison and Estill County, built a beautiful home. He's lived a nice life. Good point. That became a little too much, so he moved into McCready. But we didn't talk much politics other than that. But then, uh, so that was Saturday night. Then on Tuesday, I was pulling up to get the mail. Richard was cutting his lawn. He came over on his tractor. He shut it off. And he had a question for me about, do I know, know a decent auto mechanic? So on and so forth. And somehow, we went down the 
political road, and I haven't done that with Richard in years, Tristan. Uh, again, they don't come any more conservative or any more evangelical than, than Richard. And here we found ourselves back to where we were 15 years ago. And we've gotten along great. We've eaten dinner like three times at their house. His wife's a wonderful cook. We don't talk politics. Good way to remain friends with our folks. But I asked him this. Once we went down the rabbit hole, and I'm going to say he started it. Nobody probably believed that. But let's, let's say we were equally guilty. I said, Richard, tell me this. You don't have to answer this, but I'm going to ask, and I'd like you to answer. Did you vote five, twice for Trump? I did. Would you vote for him a third time? I may. I said, why? What has he done? What? And he actually gave me an answer. You, you, really? re you reminded me with taxes. He said he, you know, Richard doesn't make a whole lot of money at McCready. I don't even know. I hope he has health insurance, but I don't know. But remember when that uh, Obama tax, for lack of a better word, if you didn't have health insurance, yes. you were paying 700 bucks. Right. Trump got that rescinded. So he said he actually saved me and Candy $1,400 a year because I can barely afford health insurance. Maybe I don't even have it. And we were having to pay $700. Oh, at least that was an answer. There's one thing that Trump got done for people of, you know, not a lot of means, if you will. All right. At least that was an answer. Right. Because you, hey, hey, you usually don't hear much. And I would agree with that, right? Like, I didn't love that. I had insurance at the time, but I didn't love the burden of well, an additional $700 tax on folks without. I mean. Well, my answer to, and I get that 100%. And my answer was, taking a little broader view, there is no free health insurance. Nobody gets free health insurance. Oh, and he made the comment, which I thought I did get him on. He said, and and illegals would, would get all the health care they need. I said, Richard, Richard, you're a wholesome individual. You're a, a spiritual, a Christian man. Do you really... Does it make a difference if somebody's illegal? If they're bleeding in front of you, are you not going to help them? Kind of got a dog here and a high-pitched whistle look to him. <laughs> Didn't have a good answer for that. Right. That said, um, the point to that was there is no free lunch. There isn't free health care. Somebody sure. has to pay. There's health care that you don't pay for. It's provided, but it's paid for in other ways. And that tax was a way to get everybody with a little skin in the game who could, who could afford it? It was means tested. Um, well, I guess it wasn't means tested. That was part of the problem. So he was paying with a, an income perhaps much lower than yours. And Trump got that overturned for him. Okay, so cut it round, cut it square. That happened. But at least he pointed to one thing. I was like, all right, I'll give you that. Well, I don't think you or I would sit here and say that Trump didn't do some stuff. Like, there's a list of things that he did that could have helped other people. You know, I, I, he didn't really do much that I can think of to help me personally. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, you may find some regulations that he cut that yeah, somehow cut some red tape that made something easier for me. Look, I'm not saying Donald Trump didn't get anything done as president, but yeah, I do think it's much more of an emotional appeal than my life is so much better. You know, I mean, you take the $700 Obama tax. Right. Look, you could say the same thing for, um, geez, Biden and Trump giving you the uh, the, the COVID rebate. Oh, yeah, yeah, look, right. Look, if that's right. what you're basing it on, right. I mean, you could just, every president ever that's, I think George W. Bush gave us a little tax credit at one point. Damn, I should have said that to him, Tristan. I didn't even think about it. Uh, Uncle Joe did him twice that. He gave him a $1,400 right. check. There you go. You and Candy each got, you got 2800 bucks from Uncle yeah. Joe. You only got a mere fourteen. There you go. From Donnie. That's twice as much. You're exactly right. Yeah. Because those $1,400 checks came. Yeah, and I didn't see any Republicans ripping those things they up. They didn't rip them say, up, did they? No, definitely not. <laughs> they didn't rip up Uncle Joe's and, check. And we didn't rip up Trump's, right? Like, <laughs> right. That was just fine. 
Keep them coming. And my kind of my thoughts on government altogether are more often than not, it feels like either the rich are getting taken care of or we're, we're working to take care of the poor or the military. But look, if a little something comes my way, if it's a $1,500 check or whatever, look, I'm not complaining about that. I know you and I pay a boatload of taxes. So if every now and again we happen to benefit from that, why do people feel so bad about taking from the government that we pay so much into? Well, off the topic of government and taxes and onto our hailstorm, you know, I wound up doing pretty good on the vehicle. They, they totaled it and they gave me a price for it if they were to total it and keep it or they had a salvage price and send me a check for that difference. And, you know, I did pretty well on that. It was a, about a $12,000 windfall, Tristan, that I was not expecting. And I remember thinking, ah, you know, I'm, I've never lived my life as a grifter. I'm, I don't want to take. On the other hand, if you go back, how many years am I driving? Uh, I'm 62, so I'm driving over 40 years. How much fucking money have I paid in to car insurance? Hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I don't know if it's hundreds, but it's well beyond 12 grand. So I'm yes. getting 12 grand back, you know, way. Hey, you know, you, you, you got to look at it, right? Both sides of that. Yeah, no, there's some good math to be done there, but God, it's got to be a hundred thousand dollars. Forty years, I would think so. Seventy-five, eighty bucks a month. Yeah, you know that? yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a lot of right. money has gone to the insurance company. You know, don't feel bad. I don't know too many poor insurance agents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, but no, it it definitely feels like with Trump. I mean, you know, it's not that he didn't do anything for me. It was four years of like, Jesus Christ, these tweets, and, and they're so Turmoil. divisive, and there's always a problem, and there's always something going on. I mean, you can despise uh, what I just saw on Fox News, the Biden criminal crime family. But look, you they are not in the news, right? Like no. you, just, Hunter they, Biden is, is getting a fair amount of press. And, and as and, we and, said last week, Hunter Biden's a shithill. He just is. Bo was a great guy, did everything right, a military man, a lawyer. Bo was an upstanding son. Hunter is a piece of shit. I'm sorry, uh, Joe and Jill. He is. You know, Hunter, also military veteran and Yale law grad? Hunter is? Yeah. Well, I lost respect for Yale when my nephew went there, so, you know, (laughs) that doesn't mean much. No, is he really? Yeah, I did a little research. My top 10 today is a little Hunter Biden-y. Good. And uh, was I was like, really? Yeah, but that he may goes. not be the absolute worst person. And again, that kind of goes look, the legacy too, though. Man, and I don't want to, you know, I'm isn't not that, carrying. Isn't that, isn't that white people's affirmative action <laughs> that he went to Yale? There you go. And I'm not saying give Hunter a pass for anything. I mean, let's hold him equally as accountable as no, we would any other person. Pass for look, anything. Yeah, if he's made fifty million dollars making shady money, let's throw him under the fucking jail. Hey, and if it's and to the point you always make, and if it comes to light, if they have the evidence, if Jim, if the two. The Jimmies, as I call them, Jordan from Ohio and Comer from our home state of Kentucky, leading up all these fucking what appear to be right now, you know, witch hunts against against the Bidens. But if they can come forth with evidence and they can prove that Joe, Uncle Joe, President Biden, Hunter's dad made money off of the the Biden name, then prosecute him, impeach him, get him out of office. Make them pay a price. I'm 100%. not holding any fucking water for Joe or Hunter Biden. If they're guilty, they're guilty. And why Just would like you? if Donald Trump is guilty, he's guilty. I mean, no, I wouldn't. Why do we have That's a system the point in you place? Always make. Let's hold people accountable. Like, why do we love Trump so much here in our home state that we refuse to hold him accountable for anything? Well, I mean, that is the mystery, Tristan. That's the mystery for the historians, you know. And I guess like we talked about last week, because he upsets the libtards, because he says the things that these people are thinking, because he represents them, because he, quote, gets those people. Really? He's a demagogue, a charlatan, a liar, 
uh, you know, on and on it goes. But but again, Tristan, you were saying before about, you know, the turmoil and the tweets and, and all of that. And all of that is 100% true. But let's make no mistake about this. That is not what Jack Smith is bringing this case Correct. about. Yes. Let's not get let's not get into the Fox News world of oh Donald's been the most persecuted person since fucking Julius Caesar. You know, that's not what this is about. This is about Agreed. false slates of electors and calling secretaries of state like a Raff, Raff, Raffensperger from Georgia and saying, "Hey, I need eleven thousand votes." That's a mafia boss. That's illegal. Yes. Yeah. That's not you don't. Yeah. That's not a First Amendment right. Completely accurate. So yes, him calling uh, an attorney general and saying, "Find me eleven thousand votes." That's not the thought crime of saying, "No, I, I, you know, I lost the election." That is taking action to overturn illegally without any evidence at all of any corruption in in the election. That's well, exactly right. And in fact, not only no evidence, he himself thinking he lost. Now you heard Bill Barr say that re- Trump referred to something as well. The next. Uh, administrations are going to have to deal with that because we won't be in office. So this motherfucker actually knew that he had lost by all accounts, which I'm yes. sure that it will be also part of that. You know, and and here's another thing, Tristan. They want to blame Ma- Rachel Maddow and Chris Hayes and me and you and everybody who's left to center, everybody who's not in the facts, uh, Fox F A U X, as I say <laughs> in every text, uh, a Fox MAGA bubble. But they forget that Jack Smith brought this trial is brought this indictment and is bringing this trial on the backs of Republicans testifying the most notable who may be Mark Meadows because there's six unnamed co-conspirators who Smith opted out of bringing the prosecution with so as not to get muddled but it all indications are Mark Meadows his last Trump's last chief of staff is one of those who testified against Trump it's not Democrats right Jack Smith's case is brought on Republican testimony yeah, well, the the entire... All <laughs> I the, haven't heard Sean Hannity mention that. No, and, you know, again, we watched all the January 6th uh, hearings, you know, on primetime TV. It was, what, 85% Republican? Yes. This was not the, right. you know, we're, we're bringing out Bernie Sanders to talk about, you know, what right. it was like on right. January 6th. Like Rachel this was, Yeah, exactly. This was Republican. So it is, it, you know, it has slowly become this two-sided version of the Republican Party, this conservative very slim minority versus this Donald Trump wing that seems to own the party. And they just can't get away from him, can they? Not only are the they party, don't want to, right? But they're they, if they wanted to get away. They don't want to. There is a universal love of that man. And even the ones, you know, I'll give Aaron a hard time. Like he says, I'd like to see somebody else. Man, I think in the back of his mind, he's would 100% like to see Trump. And he will bring him on the show to argue with us. Cause he, he does say I'd like a different Republican, but the, I feel from him, that, you know, because he's not saying like, yeah, what he did on January 6th was was horrible and we got to hold him accountable. It's like, well, it wasn't that bad. Eh, it wasn't that bad. It's a witch. What hunt. about BML? Yeah. What, uh, you know, uh, what about these BL, other guys? BLM? Yeah. BLM. So and again, I tell you what, I also uh, I they love are good at what about ism. Yeah, Boy, they're a, a highly they're a highly skilled bunch when it comes to what about ism. That's there's a lot of that. Oof. And yeah, uh, we, we had a good conversation the other day and I wish I wish my job was to hang out in Berea Pond with Aaron all day and just talk politics. Seven years in, one of us would change our vote. 
But you know, one of the <laughs> things that that, that that we were no, no, not to interrupt you, but that's what I do. That's what I say about <laughs> Lucas, who was a very, very conservative kid when he started working. Kid, he he, he was he was twenty four years old. Uh, I thought he was older. From a very, very conservative family, Trump loving family. You know, his mother has all the lines, but. But, and I take some pride in this, Lucas is a whole lot less conservative now after 12 years of listening to me, my bullshit, uh, day after day. So anyway, go on. Nice. So, <laughs> but, but again, you know, we're all here to learn and probably be better. And I think the more we're exposed to both parties, the more we see there's good people on both sides. So the easier it is to see where the other side's coming Absolutely. from. So when you villainize these people, of course you hate them. But anyway, right. so Aaron's. You know, we were talking about the election and he's going off on, you know, how bad Biden is. And he's like, you wouldn't vote for Biden again. And and he was talking, I guess, specifically about a primary. And I'm like, well, you know, probably not in a primary, but it depends. But certainly in a general and 100 percent versus Trump, I w- would vote for him. But sort of the thing that I went to was like, I think the difference between me as a moderate from the left and him as a moderate from the right. And I don't know if this holds nationally, but I bet it would. You know, I, I named three or four guys on the right that I would be more than happy to vote for if it came out a week before the election that Joe Biden was making Chinese money with Hunter. So a week before the election, uh, Chris Christie's running. I'm 100% voting Chris Christie. There's any number of things Joe Biden could do that would make me vote for a moderate Republican or even Sununu. Yeah, Sununu. I mean, uh, the, the Rhode Island uh, governor that you mentioned last week, there's a dozen of them, but there's plenty of moderates that you could live with. Right. I don't think he, because I asked him and I said, now, okay, it's a week before the election, Donald Trump, but uh, there's video of him raping a 10 year old. I didn't say that, but you know, he did the worst thing you could imagine. Like, would you, you know, who would you vote for? And I think it, it stutters up a little bit. I don't think they would vote even if the absolute worst held true on their side in their mind, the, the left is worse. So isn't that almost the dictionary definition of a cult? I mean, I'm not looking at the dictionary definition, but it's definitely a a charismatic leader who can get you to do things you wouldn't ordinarily otherwise do. Well, to me, I just think it's more are the and first of all, the politicians love this because then they get away with everything. Right. Like if they know there's nothing they could do to lose your support. And Trump knows that Mm. Trump is at that point. I mean, there's got to be a line that we all sit back and say, look. If somebody is a child molester, I would rather vote for the most extreme right wing person, you know, on the opposite side or just or just or, abstain or yeah, abstain or write and vote or whatever. But like uh, this, no, I could never vote for a Democrat kind of mindset. I think it's horrible because I would find myself voting for any number of Republicans over, you know, somebody that I felt like was completely corrupt and immoral. So your point being that. Aaron could ask you to name three Republicans you could vote for. You could easily do that, maybe get it up to five or six. He would struggle to give you a single Democrat? Well, no, I don't think he would. I, don't, I think, again, the mindset for him would be, and again, we'll bring him on to, to clarify. But I think no, we don't need you, Aaron. We're, we're just going to tell you what you're going to say. That's what Tristan and I do. Same with you, Tony. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think Tony and Aaron being our it, sponsors. Yeah, we love those guys. But if it was, you know, a week before the election, something completely immoral came out, and it was almost completely undeniable. There's video footage on all the the t- TV stations. I still think it would be tough for them, even if say. Uh, West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin. Manchin. So even if Manchin was running on the left, so here's a guy that's. Very, very middle. Like this is a guy that probably he, no, he's, votes. A, he's more of the middle. He's a conservative Democrat, right? Yeah. So you, so you take him. 
I think it would be a struggle for a guy like Aaron to even say, okay, I, I would vote for this guy. Just Whereas, because of the D, Tristan? Because of the D. I, I mean, I'm not saying I, – I would like to ask him why, but I definitely feel like that's the case. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I'm not saying Aaron's crazy, but that's uh, that's sad, really. That's, well, it's, uh, it's a wild point that politics is at if you hate the other party well, more than you would hate the worst person in your party. All right, so you and I aren't idiots, may, the, although may some may certainly think that. Our <laughs> wives. My wife, I know oh, no. But at any you rate. Nailed it. Um, how did we get here? Why is that the case? Because, Tristan, here's the real true historical anomaly. When I moved here in 1988, it was hard to find a Republican. The South was solidly Democratic. That was a carryover from FDR. Elected president four times, largely on the South. Wasn't people in New Jersey voting for FDR because New Jersey was a wealthy state and he was a Democrat. New Jersey was a Republican state. And I know, you know, that whole thing is flip-flop, but but the South was solidly Democratic. How has it become in a my lifetime 60 or maybe 70 year span where it is almost anathema to people like Aaron to have a D after your name? Yeah, no, I, I think it's very much uh, pejorative at this point, like to How know, around How here. That? I mean, Fox News, right? I mean, it's just this media interpretation that we're killing babies and we're evil and they've just demonized like this Nancy Pelosi as though she's literally Lucifer from the underworld coming to, you know, burn your children and, you know, make everyone homosexual. I mean, they've, they've, the Republicans do a great job of, (laughs) they do a great job of marketing the farthest left, for example, or, you know, most outlandish things as the average Democrat and people believe it, you know, it's like, I'm sure in the 1930s, people believed things about black people when there wasn't one in your town, right? So then you get all these, you hear these stories or you hear whatever, and it becomes the truth. I feel like that's kind of the same when you're living in a place without the other, the other here being Democrats, it's easy to villainize and they're all Nancy Pelosi and they're all crazy and whatever. So you think it was largely based on uh, the culture wars and, and, and like I always say, if you start with my life in 1960 and you come the 62 years soon to be 63 years for me where we are today and you look at those culture wars with almost no exceptions abortion being one was just overturned and probably guns would be the two notable exceptions but of course abortion they won in 73 Uh, the left has essentially won every one of those culture wars be it rights for women rights for workers rights for minorities interracial marriage homosexuals now we're working on this transgender issue the left has essentially won every one of those quote-unquote culture war battles so is it is this now part of a natural backlash is it Uh, i mean that's not a bad point to me it's you know that's a good point i see it as more a different point that you make fairly often which is the the rush limbaugh and you've got these loud voices that have, instead of saying, yeah, no, I yeah we that. want women to but be equal. why did Limbaugh hate as he did? And why did he tap in to make those people hate, which, of course, Ailes took that mantle and then the Tea then, Party and yeah. now Trump? What was it based on? Like, why? Trism Reynolds is a pretty fucking decent guy. I've known him for a while. I'd like to say, I'd like to think you'd say the same about me. Why is it that they could take uh, Limbaugh, Ailes, Tea Party, MAGA, Trump, 
my own sister and, and take us. And, and I guess it's not us. It's our politics. Right. So maybe you have to try and separate the personal from the political. A little hard to do. But why were they able? What was it that Limbaugh tapped into that he could make people believe that you were a terrible person because you had the audacity to vote for a Democrat? I guess that's a question I asked four times now. And that's the great question of our age that I think we're still too in the moment to answer. But what is the answer or what's a part of the answer? Or, you know, show me. There is a lot of white grievance. I mean, yeah. it does feel as though that's kind of a, a go-to for the left. But it does feel as though, I mean, look, you, you've talked about it a lot on the show. Go to a Trump rally. See if he complains any. The whole time it's, you know, this is wrong and that's wrong. And they're doing this to us. It's a war on Christmas. And Christians aren't allowed to be Christians anymore. And men aren't men anymore. And, you know, it, it, it's all grievance. And, and it's always the other person's fault, right? And it... And they've just done a good job selling this as right versus wrong. These people are bad. We're good. And, you know, it's hard to vote for bad when you can vote for good, right? So what would happen to the person who stood up prison and said that? You know, the George Wallace of 2023, because, of course, Trump alludes to it, but he skirts around it. What if somebody just stood up and said, yeah, I'm a white nationalist. I think the country was founded by white Christians. I'd like to see it remain white and Christian. I think that mixing of the races is terrible. I think that homosexuality is is an anathema to, to the religion that I believe in, and I'd like to see the country in a different way. Well, I mean, look at January 6th, right? It felt like a lot of those fellows were there with the hang Mike Pence signs and the Auschwitz was right t-shirts. And look, there's a lot of those guys putting up nooses that day that look, there was a lot of that there. I mean, again, I, I don't think that's Republicans. I think it's a very far right extreme version, right? But those guys are there. I mean, I don't know that hopefully, hopefully we're, that's not something that somebody could stand up for and win a, a public election these days. Right. But it is scary to think that the very, very far right is awful close to that. And then, of course, the other question is, how big is that very, very far right? That's the unanswerable, too. I like to tell myself, because I love so many Republicans, that it's an exponentially small amount that is actually, you know, fuck the Jews and fuck the blacks. And, you know, we shouldn't marry outside of our race. And, and the northerners. Sure. But, yeah, I don't think most of the Republicans I, or any of the Republicans I know are going to Klan meetings, but it does exist. So you do wonder how many. Fair question. Right. And doesn't Trump flirt with that all the time? Isn't that the other danger of it? Uh, I mean, you know, kind of the wink and the nod. Or Man, am I missing something? Is that an unfair characterization? The problem is it's an unfair characterization because he hasn't came out and said it. So there's always plausible deniability in what right. he said. Now, again, I've got a Mexican friend in Lexington, went to a bowling alley. Also, Mexican friend happens to be a big Trumper, ironically enough. Yeah. Walked outside the bowling alley, was uh, smoking a cigarette, looked over, there's a white guy. And he, hey, man, can I borrow your lighter? Guy was also smoking. He was like, no, you won't be here much longer anyway. Trump just won. So, like. Jesus. Yeah, true story. And again, this guy, very much, both those guys standing there were Trumpers. The Mexican guy and the white guy. But the white guy just assumed. <laughs> yes, but the problem is, is like, he's not doing anything to dissuade that to your point. Right. Maybe, maybe he is, maybe he's not, he's he got is. plausible deniability. 
So no, I think but, the but problem CJ, is, is people see that and think he's speaking to that. Yes, but you just said a mouthful right there, not doing anything to uh, dissuade that because why? Because that fucking element is still there and it's still just below the surface and it can't be talked about in polite company. Or is it, oh, there's that left winger Ray picking on us fucking honest Republicans again. And but more if often you're, than not, they are. But if you're an honest Republican, then you have to answer for me because I, I struggle to answer it for myself won't you won't, won't do you as an honest republican any good won't do you won't do you any good as an honest <laughs> republican to have trizen answer it for me so tony aaron mr trump sean hannity on and on and on the late rush limbaugh the late roger errols tell me what it is that you're appealing to tell me why in your world i am such an evil person you've got to answer that for me what is it that you're going after and what would the world look like what is the world that you want to see what's the world that they want to see what is it that they want to see different in 2024 america than from 2023 america what wish i could answer that what is the end game? I don't know. I mean, 20, 30 years ago, I think we could have looked at it as these guys really don't like government, so they're trying to minimize government and get government completely out of our lives. I mean, even to the point of maybe no roads, right? Like, that was sort of what it felt like the end game was. It was this slow burn toward getting rid of government well, on the right. So to that point, it would be further back, be 42 years when Ronald Reagan ran saying the only good government, uh, 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 what was it, uh, government is an evil word. Oh, oh no, the, 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 was it the five worst words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Eight words, whatever the fuck it was. You remember that? I do. Reagan yeah. said the scariest words in the English language are I'm from the government, I'm here to help. So, okay. Yeah. So there's that. Um, that's kind of a bullshit argument because people like the government that works for them. They don't like the government who works for anybody else. Sure. Right. So there's that. Um, and that's a debate that we can have. But I think we can do pretty good holding our ground on that. So then, you know, uh, because the logical extension is, all right, so what, you want to do away with the army? You want to do with the fucking, you know, uh, Road, police schools, force? You want to do away with schools? You want to do with, now they might want to do away with schools and go sure. to a whole private, you know, schooling. Okay. Uh, charters and so on and so forth. But, um, but I think ultimately, you know, though that might be said, I think it's, uh, there's a huge spider because uh, nobody's ever in here um, or a web, I think. But, but, you know, I think ultimately it comes to, I think ultimately, Trizen, it does come down to cultural issues. I do think it does, you know? Well, that's, that's the most winnable, consistently winnable issues because it's straw man arguments against things that even most Democrats don't believe, right? Like you and I will sit and talk about how silly some of the woke things that we see or read are. I mean, I'm sure we've done it on the show, but it's easy to win these arguments when you're telling parents, oh, they're trying to tell you and your kids in school that all white people are bad because of slavery. Well, of course, nobody's doing that. Or you know what? There's one middle school in San Bernardino, California, where one teacher did it and immediately got fired, right? But they've done such a good job of, again, indoctrinating folks to think that's the Democratic Party. That's what they all want. That's the end game. And it's disingenuous and completely false. So, and maybe they just market it better than the Democrats do, or maybe it's uh easier to be disingenuous with some of this stuff but no they do tend to win a lot of those types of uh culture war things on the news because it's it's easy to demonize you know the worst of a party sure yeah that, and i'm sure we do that to them too again I, I brought up the the auschwitz guy or one of the auschwitz people on january 6th and i know that's not the party that's not the gop it's not but 
he's there. So I guess, you know, we all are at this point kind of answering for the worst. I don't know. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, that's perhaps. All right. Well, we spent a lot of time on that. Good luck, Mr. Trump. I hope you get some very, very good attorneys. It's going to be a hell of a thing to watch. Now, I, I did have a funny thought today. You know how he could possibly... Possibly lose Maggot Tristan, possibly. How's that? And I thought of this. I haven't heard anybody say it. Let's say he accepts a plea, and perhaps it's even a plea that you don't run again, but you're not going to ever serve any jail time. Maybe that would be the straw where Maggot people would say, motherfucker, at the end of the day, it was only about him. He never did give a shit about us. Mm. <laughs> now, I don't Good see, question. I, I don't see Trump ever copping a plea or accepting one sure. and i don't know that jack smith offers one it all indication are this thing goes to trial yeah no that's and now the other thing is donald trump can't get a fair trial in dc they voted 92 to 8 against him they did change of venue i mean the constitution reads a jury of your peers in the uh it doesn't say venue in the locale of the transgression that's the way the constitution reads that's what a fair trial consists of however there have been changes of venue and if he wants to argue for one and make the case then change the venue on him i mean you know give him every opportunity he has to defend himself i don't want to see him persecuted and oh by the way Something I think my dear sister doesn't understand. If Donald Trump took that plea, I'd be. I don't give a fucking rat's ass on my mother's grave if Donald Trump spends one day in jail. Trisden, I just want him to go away, man. I completely just agree. fucking go away. A million percent. Yeah, I just agree. With that. Leave us. Go down to Mar-a-Lago. Golf. Eat raw dog porn stars for the rest <laughs> of your life, brother. Just leave us alone. Please and if you don't destroy cl- democracy, and if, please. That's all. Right. <laughs> You know, and if you want to include in Biden in that, fine. Joe, retire. That's cool. I have no. I couldn't care less if Biden's the president in twenty four. If it's somebody else, so be it. I'm he gave you. he gave us a very a, a, a quite um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Competent four years. He gave us a quite competent four. Fucking economy's booming. Can I just tell you that Galaxy Bowling in that last month of July, slowest month of the year, it's a bowling center. We did. A number that, well, well, I guess I could share the number, but we did a number that the company had never seen in July before last month. Unbelievable. In this terrible economy. Well, first of all, it's not a terrible economy. It's a great economy. Well, you did air quotes with terrible economy. Yeah, yeah, I did. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but, but there are, because of the bubble, there are many Republicans who think they're living, and my sister won, living in a terrible economy right now. It is anything but. You know, I now if you don't want to give Joe Biden an ounce of credit on that, don't give him an ounce of credit. But the fact is, he has been the president during this economic turnaround. Yeah, and and that's always the argument on the other side. Well, our guy four years ago did this, and that's why now you're seeing, but then you'd have to go back to Obama. You could say the same thing because, yeah, but uh, all right, so we should probably be done with that. What else you got, Triz? (laughs) Well, uh, let's let's uh. Pat our Democrat friends on, on the back. Well, you know what? First, let me say this. I want to answer your your uh, Trump plea deal thing. Okay. I think even if he did take a plea deal and accept to not run for president, the, the Trump supporters wouldn't go away because he would just say, the system's so biased. It was the only option I had. There you go. The corrupt Democrats boxed me. So they still would be sending him money to pay for whatever he wanted to buy next. So I just don't think they're going to leave him. Uh, uh, second thing, again, we'll just make this the Democrat show um, and pat Biden on the back. Now, I've given Biden a lot of shit for the last three shows because he wouldn't acknowledge the grandkid. He is now acknowledging the grandkid. So credit and where it's I, and, due. And I've and been I hard on right him about that. right there with you. We yeah. talked about that last week. It was a yeah. very low-class thing to do. It's terrible not to acknowledge that grandkid. 
True. Oh. And, and you could say maybe he's only doing it because it's politically expedient and guys like me and you are calling him out. Maybe not. But he does deserve, if he got shame for not mentioning the kid, he, he deserves credit now for saying. No, I mean, I think he was doing it on behalf of Hunter, who's a shit eel. I mean, he's got a kid who's a fuck up. We all do. Like I tongue-in-cheek said last week, for you people who are parents, you know, you've all had problems with your kids. I can't sympathize because mine are perfect, but, you know. <laughs> but you, you, you do what you can. Your kid can be the biggest fuck up in the world. He's still your kid. You still love him. And I think that's what, where it stemmed from with, with Joe. But it was terrible. It wasn't the kid's fault. Yeah, that was, a, that was an awful thing. Now they're backtracking. And, of course, you know, doesn't get an ounce of credit, nor should he, nor is he asking for it. It's still just, well, where have you done that, you piece of, you know, talking right. about Fox News. You're of just course. a piece of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So credit for that. Um, man, this is, this is way off topic with no segue. I know you happen to be a reader. <laughs> Now, I'm a reader, but I mostly read for fun. Like, I don't typically engage myself in, like, a really thought-provoking shit. I'm more of a, yeah, I'm going to read Harlan Coben and Stephen King kind of a book. But Harlan Coben, Jersey guy, right? Jersey guy, yeah. absolutely. Um, read the worst novel, Ray. The worst novel. By far, like, by far. Far that not I've Terry read. Powers. No, no Terry. Terry's a good. <laughs> Terry's good. Terry's, hey, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed Terry's writer. work. Um, it should come back sometime. Uh, Stephen King's son, Owen King. Oh no way! Wrote a book called The Curator, and then you know, six hundred pages, hardback, relatively new. Ray, I got this book, and I want to read it again because it was so fucking bad. There has never been a book worse written in the history of books. Do you have it? I do, yeah. Give it to me. I'd love to read it. I've been dying it, to hear it. Is it Owen's it. first foray into the world of no, the novelist? No, he's written a couple. I know he wrote one with his dad, Stephen King, yeah. that was really good. I read it oh, yeah. a couple years ago. But this was, I mean, it was 600 pages. Uh, the first 300, you're th you think you're in like this. It's a country going through a bit of a revolution, kind of a period piece. Like it's a 600 plus page book. So at like page 301, all of a sudden there's ghosts. So you go 300 pages before the ghosts show up and you're like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> maybe like, I'll do the cliff notes. Oh Tristan. my God. Right. So, <laughs> and the characters aren't developed and like, you're like, you don't even know if they're kind of good guys or bad guys. And then man, the, it's got the best ending, best worst ending of any book. I mean, you could not have had, I, I, so what happens when dad, Mr. King, reads oh this my book? God. He's I like, wonder, you know what? Owen, the book sucks, but I love you. Oh, I want to know because <laughs> the, you know what? I told my wife and it made the most sense to me. <laughs> it was like, it was written by AI. Like it was like a computer had written, like when you see a computer write up a, a poem about, you know, and it kind of has all the right words, but it's just That's wrong. Owen King. Never heard of him. That's I've, got to, I've got to bring it to you. If you'll read that, oh, yeah, I will bring, so yeah. happily bring it. Like I'm dying to I'll get your thoughts on the ending. I take my time. Like yeah, I'm a, so I'm a 20 I'm not, page a day guy. I, I'm not you know, a I'll take a month, month and a half. And my problem but, is I typically have three books at once that I'm, I'm sort of reading little bits of, but not all. Hey, I did see Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah, I've got that on my list here to ask you about that. Uh, Christopher Nolan asks a lot of the audience. It is a heavy lift. It's a three-hour movie. And, you know, I consider myself a bit of a amateur historian generally, and, and certainly that World War II era specifically. My dad was a decorated World War II vet. I still proudly display the Purple Heart he got in the Battle of the Bulge in January 1945. But um, So I know that area, uh, uh, that piece of history pretty well but jesus Tristan, there's a lot in there that i had no clue about now at the risk of sounding like a curmudgeon is the average millennial gonna have interest enough a to spend three hours or have any fucking clue as to what's going on i, I don't think so so you think this is more for like 40 plus 
Yeah, um, well, Nolan made the Batman movie, so the millennials know who he is, or he made the uh, you know the Christian Bale trilogy, Dark Knight okay. trilogy, which yeah. were wonderful Batman movies. I'm not a huge Marvel guy, not a huge you know that type, but those were good movies. Um, so he's got that cachet with younger people, um, but yeah, it's, he asks a lot of you as the viewer. So entertaining throughout, or kind of dead in places. Mm. Pretty entertaining, but it's just a That's story good. you've got to follow. Now, Patty's eyes were doing this a little bit, and the <laughs> and the the ignition of the test bomb in in nineteen forty five, two months prior to the dropping, I guess one month, July of forty five, and then they dropped them in Japan in August. Um, is not the culmination of the movie, nor is it the central point of the movie, but it's about 20 minutes, the buildup and everything, where you're literally on the edge of your seat. Like, that's cool. Nice. And it's sort of just, it's kind of, it's kind of well done, I think, because it's telling a story, and then all of a sudden, you're like in the countdown. And because I'm thinking to myself, okay, so they're going to stop this countdown, and they're going to bring other things in, but they don't stop the countdown. It's pretty well. It's pr- pretty, it's a, it's a well-made film. Nice. I definitely want to see it. I mean, what's more fascinating than the atomic bomb and the Manhattan Project, the whole deal is My goodness. great. Um, the true Big Bang Theory. You <laughs> know, The true Big Bang Theory. With people. none of that woke Sheldon on it. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, here's something we've never really done, but let me get your thoughts on this. I've had on my list for like three weeks that I really wanted to talk about aliens. And the reason <laughs> I wanted to do that is because it there's mainstream testifying, people baby. testifying under oath. Now, I don't want to talk <laughs> about it today. If you're up for it, though, let's tease this. Let's talk about it next week because I wanted to do some more research on some of and the educate stuff that ourselves the a guy bit. was saying under oath. But he was kind of saying that, yeah, we found some stuff, right? Uh, uh, supposedly uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, named for the Wright brothers, uh, Wright Patterson. Supposedly, there are uh, what they call it. Um, oh God, biological remnants or something. Yeah, uh, you know. So, should we next week? Sure, let's talk about it. We'll talk about aliens. But I think it's funny too because I think for the biggest part of our lives, like the people that would even have a serious conversation about aliens were like the crackpot, like oh, the yeah. lunatic, well, like that's true. like you know, you kind of turn your head and roll your finger around your head, like okay, buddy. <laughs> And now it's like you've got people talking to Congress well, and top secret documents so released. It's fascinating. As a precursor to that show, because I really don't know how I feel. Do you think you think there's merit? I mean, if people are under oath from the Pentagon talking in front of Congress and saying yes, I mean, it's certainly at least worth debating at that point. I don't it's, even know how those hearings evolved. Do you? I'm not sure look, at all. No, I don't know. We'd have to look that. How did those hearings even evolve in the first place? Yeah. So... I want to do some research. Let's we'll, we'll chat about it. That next would week. be fun, unless there's some bigger news, but maybe both. Yeah. Um, here, here's a real quick question for you before we move uh, move on. Here, here's something that I'm fascinated by, and it was longer ago than I thought. But you know, we talk a lot about the the people that always vote kind of the same way, like the states that you know are either red or blue, right? I, and, and this kind of was on the heels of my discussion with Aaron about you know I would vote for a, a moderate Republican, and I don't think he would vote for a moderate Democrat. But I thought it wasn't that long ago, but it actually was 03. California elected a Republican governor in Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. So, I mean, I guess that's probably so far in front of all the Trump stuff and kind of how divisive the parties are now. Maybe that's not relevant. But I thought that was kind of just generally fascinating that a state as blue as California said, we don't care much for the guy on the left. He's a bit of a crackpot, and we're going to vote for the Republican. I miss those days. I want those days back. Well, Christie was New Jersey's governor in 2012. Exactly. So, so. that's... Yeah, I miss the moderates, man. I, I hate that. We watched some good Matthew McConaughey stuff this week. They were kind of revisiting a year since Uvalde and some of the political stuff he's done. And he's sort of 
describes himself as a aggressive uh, moderate. Aggressive and, and moderate. He was saying like you kind of have to be because people are so far on the polar ends. And I'm like, man, I really like that. And some of the stuff he was saying, he he likened his position, which I will claim is our position, to being a, a football safety. Like you kind of back up, you try to watch where the play's going. Sometimes you got to go right. Sometimes you got to go left. And I That's said, great. Pretty That's good. A great analogy. Pretty good analogy for Aggressive where I, I strive to be. I, I would. Um, others might disagree. Tony and, and Aaron Chief among them, but I would certainly take that as a badge of honor if someone called me an aggressive moderate maybe i'll start calling myself that thanks matthew yeah right all right all right all right (laughs) and again i'm you know i i think more of the shit that i would give on this show is certainly in the direction of trump than the gop or certainly the previous version of the gop which should never get lost that's absolutely yeah Yeah. and certainly never the people and never the party itself more so than the trumpism now look i think the gop has to answer trison you know they have to be yes they have to answer because they're the ones supporting them not us but yes i i I, that is right it is more my disdain for what is currently happening in right-wing politics has much more to do with trump the man than the republican party yes so on that. that note, uh, do a little, little comedy time. We'll thank our, uh, thank How dad's flooring. Do an hour each week baffles me. And, and dad's flooring. God bless you. You drove by last week. I had my, oh, my best friend Chris. in and, uh, we were doing this, got this little silly side project of a documentary that we're working on. And we came in here to dad's flooring and, um, to be honest, a little bit hungover, uh, left some lights on and dad's flooring was nice enough to call and say hey did you maybe leave some lights on and yeah so I, I did and i certainly appreciate him not being meaner to me than he could have been uh troy thank you for everything you do uh we couldn't do the show without you front porch studios uh tony we do epoxy uh halfway through with his month of sponsoring or his two months of sponsoring and ray said he deeply needs his his dollars so find ray immediately and, and bring him that sweet sweet money <laughs> I, I <have laughs> just not, kidding i haven't even mentioned it tony i didn't know that that was up to me Tris, <laughs> tristan's the uh you know well i just money guy i sort of fun, i thought you know we're funneling that to <laughs> tristan's you. the uh money guy i, I uh, do i do i do buy the microphone and i speaking of money i sent nate a check today very nice. I Always appreciate it. Two uncashed checks, and I actually made a little notation to uh, Mr. Metz of, um, are you getting these checks? Yeah, I guess he's made of money, man. He's been cashing. Wow, it's a good place to be. Yeah. So Nate with Stove Like Media got a cool project that we just did with um, uh, Jamie Boggs and the True Crime Cast folks. I got to do a little voice acting. Oh, cool. Left on, Left on Dead, I believe is what it's called. It's going to be much bigger than this show. So if you're listening to this, you'll definitely like that. I did a little voice acting as a doctor and as a, a guy who worked at a chicken wing store. So And Nate put that together? Nate, uh, Nate, Jamie and John from True Crime Cast, who we've had on, put it together. Yeah. Oh, but, that's cool. But Nate is, you know, Stove Leg Media is their umbrella as well. Very cool. So, yeah, Very so check cool. that out. They didn't need a loudmouth northerner in there? <laughs> Next time. <laughs> and, and the Rational Boomer podcast. And so uh, thanks, everybody, for that. And uh, Ray, you want to lead off a little jokey joke? You know how to get rich? by eating tristan rich by eating or uh, getting a razor in your mcdonald's cheeseburger oh that's not a bad answer no you eat fortune cookies oh there you go <laughs> i flipped a coin over an issue the other day but it was a toss-up oh nice oh you know why the bank manager uh oh i'm sorry you know you forgot your glasses today yes <laughs> why can't the bank manager ride a bike anymore i hope this isn't a jew joke
<laughs> he lost his balance. Ah, All nice. right, I'm done. Thank Very you, Dad's good. Flooring. From the look, look, what's the book oh, say? Dad's Flooring Dad Jokes. Dad's Flooring Dad Jokes. The good, the bad, the terrible. Now, now this one, Ray, I actually wrote a top 10 list last night, laying in bed, half asleep. Didn't proofread, didn't look over them. So these may be, they're usually bad. This may be way worse than really bad. So... <laughs> This was, I wrote out top 10 things you didn't know about Hunter Biden. Because you're hearing a few things in the news. You are. Even found that he was a Yale grad and ex-military guy, I which I was like, man, who knew? No, either of them. Yeah. So anyway, but some, some things you didn't know about Hunter Biden. Surprising things. Number 10, actually was not his cocaine in the White House. Somebody else's. Number nine, if you think the laptop was scandalous, you should see his tablet. Uh, number eight. You already knew he slept with his dead brother's wife, but you didn't know that he actually slept with his dead brother. Ouch. Now that goes to those Democrats. (laughs) There there you go. (laughs) Necrophilia is going to be the next big trend. I think we're bringing that on. Uh, Number seven, things you didn't know about uh, Hunter Biden. He also occasionally takes selfies with his clothes on. (laughs) Man, you don't see a picture of him on Fox News without his dick blurred out and being completely naked. Hair just fucking wild, eyes are on fire. Oh, man, every picture. (laughs) Fair and balanced. Number six, things you didn't know about Hunter Biden, uh, doesn't actually hunt. Is not a hunter. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Apologies to everyone. Uh, Number five, Hunter Biden actually voted for Trump. (laughs) That would be it. There's there's your biggest scandal. That is scandalous. Uh, Number four, uh, people didn't know this. Has two kids with Lizzo. Wow. Yeah. Who was in the news. Yeah. She did, was mean to somebody Yeah, fat shame somebody. Really? That's your deal? You're the nicest person huh. in the world? Anyway. That's funny. I need to check that story out. I haven't caught much of it. <laughs> yeah, she is a big gal. <laughs> uh, when watching Sex in the City, Hunter Biden considers himself a carry. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, uses his dad's influence to get the best table at Hooters. Yes. And who wouldn't? Who wouldn't do that, Ray? (laughs) (laughs) And the number one thing you did not know about Hunter Biden, surprisingly, prefers Pepsi over Coke. Wow. Yeah. Tying it all together. That's perfect. Yeah. Hunter. Doesn't even hunt. All right, Triz. We did it again. Good seeing you, Ray. No idea what we accomplished. Good seeing you. Let's talk about aliens next week. Aliens next week. I like it. That's a deal. Got it. Got a little research to do. Same. And you got to say one thing about Mr. Gore's invention of the internet. It does make research a tad easier. Oh, unbelievable. If you know the difference between like USA.gov and like aliens.fartmouth or something. So a lot of people kind of don't know the difference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Tris. Take care. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Tony with We Do Epoxy, and I'm looking for ugly floors. I mean, so ugly, dirt won't stick to it. We can take your ugly garage, basement, porch, or patio and turn it into a work of art in just a couple of days. Is your garage floor so ugly you keep the door closed to prevent anyone from seeing it? We Do Epoxy can fix that. Stop living with ugly concrete. Call me today at 859-582-7920. That's Tony at 859-582-7920.